Hello, Probers. Howdy, howdy. Welcome to But It Was Aliens, the extraterrestrial comedy podcast hosted by two former MIBs. Oh, uh. I'm your host, Moonwalker, and with me is Greybeard. Probers, I have a confession to make. There have been times I have started an episode and announced that this episode is different. Or that I have proof. I've been guilty of pulling the wool over your eyes, only for it to all be bullshit. Today is different. I know you've heard it all before, but I can change! (laughs) (laughs) But I've changed, Satan! Relax, guy! (laughs) Mr. Mooney has sent me a gif of Saddam Hussein from South Park. <laughs> That's from the movie, wasn't it, actually? Yep. Yeah. Crikey. This week, I bring you a bone... This week, you I bring... bring me a bone, baby! <laughs> I bring you bone-chilling evidence. Oh. So sit back, relax, <laughs> and let the smooth sound of my voice take you to a place you won't believe is real. But I assure you, it is. Do I get the bone as well? No. Let me take you to a place <laughs> where I give you a bone. Our probe today takes us to the Cascade Mountains in 1996, a picturesque location which stretches far and wide. Look at this grey beard. Does it not look serene? That looks wonderful. That looks familiar, actually. Not that I've been there. I've seen this picture or a picture like it in a TV show or something. When you said that it stretches far and wide, I was expecting you to say, like, your bum hole. So well played for keeping it above the belt. That does look lovely. Almost like the setting of um, that TV show with the Canadian Mountie, Due South. Oh, that's a great show. That was a great show. I used to love that. I say it's a great show. My memory serves me that it was a great show. Probably watching it now, it might not be. It was a great show at the time for me. I'll stand yeah. by that. Whether it's good today or not, I don't know. But he was a good man back in the day. Mm-hmm. It looks almost too good to be true. As if Bob Ross himself decided to <laughs> add a little tree here. A fluffy little cloud there. It does. It really does. Now you've made me wonder whether it, I'm just going back to look at them again, wondering if they're actually <laughs> paintings. Because the first one looked kind of pixelated, like it is a proper photo, and it's been blown up a bit too big for the quality of camera. Mm-hmm. The second one, that mountain in the background, looks a little bit like it's from Zelda or Donkey Kong. It's actually the Cascade Mountains. Then I call <laughs> that those mountains are not real, damn it! Take well, two of them. It was in this idyllic piece of heaven that Dr. Jonathan Reed was out on a hike with his dog. A golden retriever who isn't called Ricardo, but is called Susie. Whilst out on his hike, he stumbled upon something he never thought he would ever see. I haven't heard the Ricardo Ricardo. sound for quite a while. It's been a long time. Has been a while. Susie. Yep. Interesting name for a dog. We used to know Susie. We did. We still do. 
Do we? She hasn't disappeared. Well, I don't know that. Not seen her for years. Oh, she's still alive. By all accounts. Wonder if... <laughs> you might have to cut that. <laughs> oh, I'm going to. Scared him. Ah, that scared me. <laughs> Crikey. Dr. Reed. What was the stretchy guy from Fantastic Four called? Dr. Reed. It was. Oh, no, I think his first name was Reed. Reed Wilson Williams? Or, uh, Wilson comes to mind. Wilson Fisk, though, so he might be getting mm. confused. <laughs> uh, I don't know. And annoyingly for this episode, there's it's not in there, but I tried to look up a picture of Dr. Reed. Yeah. <laughs> for a bit later but I couldn't find one so Dr Reed and Susie were out minding their own business Mind your business. when Susie decided she'd had enough of minding her own business go on Susie when a scent in the brush caught her attention without even as much as a second thought Susie was off Dr Reed was in tow Susie was barking her little golden retriever head off. Susie was captivated by something in the distance. Her barks soon changed, and not in a pleasant sense. Dr. Reed, full of adrenaline, fought the worst. They'd seen a bear earlier that day, Jesus, and he thought that Susie had confronted it. Dr. Reed grabs a large branch and rushes to the scene. Gonna fight off a bear with a branch. <laughs> this better be we weed Reed from Fantastic Four, because otherwise he's getting murked. See, that's the picture I was trying to find. Dr. Reed with a branch. Yeah. <laughs> Couldn't find one. I'm worried for the dog. Come on, Susie. You can pull through this. Oh, I had another thought and it's just gone. This man is stupid. Well, it was it a man, sorry. Yes. Yeah. Dr. Jonathan Reed. Yeah, sorry. I got waylaid in my mind. But this man is a fool. If I had seen a bear wandering around, I'm not going there for a long time. Nope. I'm off-ski. I, I'm not backing myself in a fight with a bear. No. Just no. Um, I might throw some... No, in fact, I wouldn't throw some food out because that might encourage it to come back. Mm -hmm. I'd just stay inside and wait for it to all blow over. Yeah, don't pick me on your side if you're ever going to war. Is there a, is there a brother out back? <laughs> uh, uh, uh. <laughs> when he arrived on the scene, what was in front of him wasn't a man. Wasn't a bear. And it wasn't a pig. <laughs> I thought you were going there. Nor was it a combination of the three. Oh, it wasn't man-bear-pig. It wasn't man-bear-pig. What the hell is that? That's man-bear-pig. Is it? And I'm super oh, cereal. <laughs> yeah, I can see the little... S I'd only gone halfway down and I thought the torso looked like Krang from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, but I can now see that that <laughs> is indeed Man Bear Pig. South Park Man is in the background. God, I've not seen that for a long time. The style of Man Bear Pig, now that I think about it, looks a little bit different to the standard animation style in South Park, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Like the art, not the animation upgraded. side. Yeah, yeah. Like you've got all the 2D people behind, but then Man Bear Pig looks like he's from a... Horror comic or something. 
I mean, he's mad. What is that? (laughs) (laughs) I've just scrolled down and there's a picture of what looks like Arnold Schwarzenegger combined with Alf the alien. What is that? Like with a... That's a real man bear pig. (laughs) What? No, it's not. Yes, it is. Oh, shit, they exist. They're in the wild. (laughs) Gotta catch them all. Catching that, if I was waiting inside for a bear to go away, <laughs> I'm never even. I'm locking myself in the bedroom and closing the curtains, hiding under the blanket. No. I wonder what that thing sounds like. Do you reckon it's got a really deep voice? In fact, the more I look at it, the more I'm starting to get um, an image in my mind of Sloth from the Goonies. Hey, you guys! Admittedly, when you say that, yeah, I can see that. Got the same pose and the same big arms. But I think uh, man bear pig sounds more like a bear than anything else. Man bear pig! Now I'm going sloth. What a monstrosity that is. <laughs> it looks too short as well. Stubby. Like... You've got a it's big low head. centre of gravity. Mass- strong. Massive arms that almost scrape the floor because there's just nothing from the torso down it's like cousin it from the below the belt you can tell it's real because it's got a shadow wait was cousin it the hairy one or the Mm -hmm. yeah yeah that's cousin it from below the belt but again you know it's real there's a shadow so there is there's a shadow someone has done their work real creature they've got a real photo someone went out and hunted man bear pig braver person than me he was super serial are you serial super serial what was in front of him was a beast you're not joking he describes the beast as moving at lightning speeds no way <laughs> he's got no legs to move on whilst also vibrating at the same time bag of tricks <laughs> Susie unfortunately didn't make it out scot-free This beast grabbed Susie with ease And began tearing her to shreds No, Susie! Dr. Reed with the... Reed shouted as loud as he could to get the beast's attention, and it worked. It turned its head and looked at him with a fierce gaze. The type that would freeze you to the spot and make you wet your panties. Uh, I'd already been wetting my panties in my room looking out the window at it. Nope. He loved that dog. He did. Dr. Reed. He loved Susie. With the type of reactions you'd expect from a trained mercenary or someone that's reacting out of sheer fright manages to crack the beast on the head with enough force that he killed it. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Freaking hell. With the st- what? With the stick? Mm-hmm. Was he a trained mercenary? Or was he? He was a doctor. What was he a doctor of? Fugonomics? Doctor of death. <laughs> No, he wasn't a trained mercenary. That's... Uh, 
how big was this monstrosity? We will find out. Okay, I'm expecting it to be pretty small now if he's cracked it with a branch, not even like a, a log or a firm stick. Like I'm picturing a small little branch with um, twigs going off it and leaves. Oh, okay. More like a whip than a oh. club. Probably. Yeah, considering he either picked it up or ripped it from a tree. I mean, if you ripped it from a tree, then bloody hell. This man is real tough, isn't he? He's ripped <laughs> is he a man bear pig? <laughs> he was the problem. Oh, I'm sad for the dog. Torn to shreds. Now that the creature was down, and once the adrenaline had stopped pumping around his body like a steam train, he was able to get a better look at the creature. He describes it as being four to five foot tall, ah. but had mature-like features. It wore a black onesie. <laughs> Get a mature person. <laughs> it wore a black onesie, which would repair itself when damaged. Emotionally drained, he just sat there wondering what the hell to do next. Before he knew it, two hours had passed. Suddenly, something caught his ear. It was faint, but as he concentrated, it became clearer. There was a humming sound emanating from nearby. He followed the sound, and what stood in front of him was a black obelisk hovering off the ground. Okay, my mind should have gone there, but it didn't. I was too busy thinking, how does he know that the black onesie repaired itself when damaged? Did he repeatedly damage it to see what happened? I mean, he conked it once on the head. It probably it might have fallen to the floor and got damaged, and then he saw it repair. What sort of fall did this thing have? It's four to five feet tall. He didn't knock it off a cliff. You've seen a child fall from a minute height, right? And they scratch themselves, and depending on what he fell on, there's tree bark, trees, fawns, stones, dog tooth. Ah, dog shreds. That's grim. I'm quite sad about the dog. Poor little Susie. I'm slightly suspicious about the suit. Like, not in terms of this didn't happen, more in terms of how did this man find that out? I think he sat there pounding the shit out of this thing on the floor. Like, one hit wasn't enough for him. He was sadistic. He just kept on pummeling it and pummeling it. Possibly. He absolutely pummeled it. Okay, I can see that you've got a picture here. Oh, that's interesting. So the black obelisk from a certain angle. I've seen pictures of UFOs or UAPs recently that look like this. And if you catch it from the right angle, it also looks like a, what's generally referred to as the black triangle UFOs. Very interesting. And I was not expecting that sort of craft in this story. Were you not? No. I was expecting you to say something else. That's what threw me off. No, sorry. I was just sort of lost in thought. Usually with these kind of ones where they've got into a ruckus with something that's possibly extraterrestrial, it'll be quite extravagant and there'll usually be a flying saucer. I don't really recall having this sort of legit looking UAP UFO, which you tend to get with the more credible sightings rather than events. People yeah, will see, see these that. things, take photos of these things in the sky and that's it. There's no extravagant story to go with it. Like, we've seen pilots seeing things that look like this. Mm -hmm, that we have. 
people have seen them I was outside just, their windows. Yeah, I was expecting more like your typical flying saucer or crazy spaceship type thing, if anything. Interesting. I'm still gutted about Susie. I love that dog. Dr. Reed managed to put his hands on the obelisk, but it wasn't easy. There was thick electrostatic air which felt like it was resisting him. The humming came to a stop. Tired, feeling drained and exhausted, the good doctor headed back to the corpse as night was beginning to fall. He wrapped it up in a thermo blanket and transported it back to his truck, which was about 90 minutes away. What crossed his mind when driving home was that this could potentially be the discovery of the century. What would you do in this situation, Greybeard? He's only just come to that realisation, so he's knocked it out, killed it, and then left it. Sorry, Grey Bollocks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. What would I do? What would you do? So we're talking hypothetically if I'd got into the ruckus and knocked it out. Yep. Slash killed it. Rather than what I'd do if I was confronted this thing with this thing, because I'd clearly shit my pants and run. Yeah. And never look back. Sorry, Susie. Right, what would I do? I would, if this was today, I'd take photos and videos and ra- actually rather than take them, I'd go live on YouTube so that not only have I taken a video evidence, but it's there for good. And then once I'd done that, I'd take some photos and videos and post them everywhere so that the evidence is out there. So if I'm later murked by those pesky MIBs, people know. Would you not Facebook or Instagram live at first before YouTube? Well, I was thinking YouTube, it's less likely to get taken down straight away. That's true, but it's much more hassle to upload I'd it. upload it to the other ones afterwards. Okay. And again, I also am more familiar with YouTube. If you were to go live, that then stays on your collection. I don't know what happens with a Facebook live video. Does it go after 24 hours or what? I've never not done a it. clue. Yeah, not really my platform. Other than extraterrestrial towers. We haven't done lives though. No, we don't really have the setup currently, do we? Need to go and buy a new extraterrestrial tent. What would I do other than that, though? So, was this thing aggressive, or have I just jumped it and... You killed it. Branch. But how do I know it's dead and it's not going to come back for me? Because once I've crossed that line and I've murked it, I need to make sure it's murked. So you're going to murk it more? I'm going to hit it in its onesie and knacking myself out because it keeps repairing itself, then move on to the head. And I'm going to... I'm not going to say what I was going to say because I don't know why the hell that was about to come out of my mouth. Were you about to say shit down its throat? (laughs) (laughs) No, I was going to say I was going to fist it. I was trying to say punch it in the face, but it just came out as fist it. (laughs) That's definitely not what I'd want to do to this thing. Or is it? It does look a bit like a Wookiee. No, but yeah, I'd... No, but yeah, but yes, but no, but maybe. I don't know... I'd need to make sure the job is done. And I know that's horrid because I don't think I'd have hit this thing to begin with. But once you've done it, I don't know what this thing is. That's true. That's I don't know if it's coming back for me. I've got to look after me and my family. It's already effed Susie. Susie didn't deserve it, man. Tore her to shreds. Well, the good doc queried how he'd be able to protect it. Either from decay or some government group. What a lover. It's killed his dog and he's still trying to protect it. And how he'd preserve it. When he got home, he placed the body in a freezer he had in his garage. He left it 
and took himself inside and went to sleep. That's so disappearing. He awoke the next day like a giddy child on Christmas Day, but also a bit apprehensive to see it again. The apprehension caused him to call a friend. Sounding agitated and erratic on the phone, Gary calmed him down and came over to see what the fuss was about. When they went to check the fridge, they were met by something unexpected. The creature wasn't dead. No! It let out an almighty scream which shook the pair of them. I want to hear that scream. Greybeard. Courtesy of Daily Motion, I have a recording of that scream. Yeah! <laughs> Shit! <laughs> Before we hear the scream, here is a few pictures of what this creature looks like. So were they filming it as they went to look at it? That is amazing. Utterly amazing. I hope they went on YouTube Live. That's not what I was... I don't know why, but I was expecting to see Man Bear Pig now. <laughs> and I'm really thrown that this does not look like Man Bear Pig. We've got kind of a mixture of a reptilian and a grey in these pictures. I mean, I'm going to blast through the fact that it looks like it's made of paper mache. Because it really, really <laughs> does. But, mmm. Yeah, kind of a greenish hue to the, the creature. A wrinkly neck. A sort of paper mache textured head, very small slit like eyes, a barely protruding nose, a slit like mouth. Like I say, the best I can describe is a mixture of your typical reptilian and greys combined. Can One of the pictures. Black onesie. Yeah, wearing a black swoot, suit. <laughs> swoot. Suit. Interesting. There is a wound on the back of the head. There's no way that a little stick made that. That looks like a gunshot wound. Still bleeding as well by the looks of it because it's red on the covering around it. He did put it into the thermal blanket. Yeah. Which is what... And then stuck is. it in the fridge. Might have been a picture before he put it in the fridge. Maybe. I guess he wasn't taking many photos after it growled at him. <laughs> so, Doctor, when did you hear that scream? Well... After I, a few uh, few hours had gone by, and I had called Gary back, and he had calmed me down from crawling practically around the ceiling. Um, we both went out to uh, to look again, and I figured, uh, you know, you know, we we went out and looked. We did the same thing. I opened the freezer. Mm -hmm. so that I could know that I was not imagining this. And the same thing happened. And when the freezer was opened, this thing let out a scream like I have never heard before. It literally, the force of the sound made you feel like something was pushing against your chest. The, the air around it as it screams actually bubbles and moves. It felt like the air was moving. What? So, and at that time, Post? It, it was just, you know, open and closed. And later on, I felt like I had to try to document this. Of course. So I took a camera, and I took the recorder, and I turned it on, and I again opened the freezer. And that's when I recorded this sound. 
Would you uh, would you play the sound for us once again, please? Yes, I will. Hold on. Okay. Here here it comes. Sounds awful. like Bloody Mary. Oh, God, that's awful. How, um, how did you stay dry? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely <clears throat> shit pants there. It was like deep and rumbly to begin with, and then it just suddenly went... I think that was just the... Oh, was that the sound quality of yeah. the... Yeah. No. Run, run, save yourself. So after killing it again, <laughs> he killed it again. He manipulated the body. Oh no! And videos it with his friend. I'd just like to add, by the way, that was coast to coast with Art Bell, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. He tried to get more friends over, but that didn't happen. He documented it with photos and video, and tried to hide them with friends, worried about what could possibly happen. And it wasn't long before one of the supposed friends had snitched on the doc. Oh shit. The white vans arrived several days later and took everything. I mentioned that he'd killed the alien again, but this wasn't the case. Whatever that black suit was, it was almost resurrecting it, or the doc was only knocking it out. Maybe it was much tougher than he thought. Following the arrival of the white vans, doc says that he and his friend were followed constantly. His house was ransacked when he was out as they probably found gaps in the stuff that they took. Doc still had pieces of this that he could expose, which would not be good for this shady organization. So did they ransack his friends as well? I don't know, so I don't have that information. Hmm. If he hid it with all of them, you'd think that they would go looking for everyone and there'd be others to vouch for this. So he tried, but people said they weren't going to take it. They weren't going to take his stuff. Was this guy particularly popular? In what sense? Well, if you asked me to hide an alien, I'm hiding that alien for you. However, if some person that I didn't really get on with asked me to do the same thing, I'm probably not going to do it. Good point. So I'm just wondering whether this person is a bit of a loner and didn't have many friends. That is possible. That never crossed my mind. I mean, they've come out with quite the story. <laughs> I still can't get over the fact that Susie is dead. Do we have evidence of Susie being ripped to shreds? Not I mean, that I want to see it. But... I was about to say, if your little Susie got ripped to shreds, would you want pictures or video? Video evidence? No, I would not. What did they um, do with little Susie? Did they put her in a bag? I don't and, know. Oh, spread everywhere? Probably after being ripped to shreds. That's disgusting. Poor dog. Doc's life was threatened and he claims he had to live underground for two years. Mole person. <laughs> Not like a mole. <laughs> But I'm assuming <laughs> off the grid. <laughs> he says there's no one he could turn to and the UFO community wouldn't help him either. He also took a bullet to the shoulder 
from one of the Alphabet Boys. Oh no. Since his ordeal, he has appeared at several UFO conventions and spoke about his experience, as well as writing a book, An Extraterrestrial Odyssey, appearing on TV, doing interviews to get the truth out there. I was going to say that I'm relatively surprised that he was booked on the UFO circuits because we haven't really got anything you'd deem as real, reliable proof here. If he had some other people involved who vouched for it, then maybe. But those photos didn't look real at all, unfortunately. And that sound could have been anything. Not that I'm saying this didn't happen. I'm just surprised. I get what you're saying. I understand where you're coming from. But you're wrong. Oh, I'm, like I said, I'm not saying it didn't happen yet. Just surprised. They Why did they shoot... Right. Okay. Why did they shoot him in the shoulder and then leave it at that? They might have shot him, but he just got round the corner. They might have missed. All right. Don't believe what you see in the movies. If you get shot, you're not walking away with that. That's putting you down or completely ruining you to the point you can't escape. He might have escaped in a car. On the ground. <laughs> they shot him. <laughs> Damn mole person. So they shot him in a car as he was driving past, being driven by one of his friends who... Or he was legging it and legged it in a car. Like Again, if he shot. gets shot, I think he's having a crash. And then climbed into a car and drove off. Mm. Who knows? Did he fire back? But he took a bullet to the shoulder. <laughs> I'm surprised we haven't got photographic evidence of that too. Now this... Is the part of the show I like to call Greybeard Tries to Piss in Your Cereal. Previously known as Science and Skepticism. I think we've just done that bit. <laughs> this case was regarded by many within the UFO community to be credible. Was it fuck? They backed the DOC, especially Sean Atlante, the founder and former director of San Diego UFO Society. In 2002, on the Jeff French radio show, there were a couple of guests who claimed to know Dr. Reed. They were Denise Charvet and Bill Werner. And they knew him before his story came to light. Mm. They also knew him before he was called Dr. Reed. <laughs> ah. And say that his real name is Jonathan Bradley Rutter. They also spoke about his past which was not the same as what Dr. Reed had been saying in the interviews and what had been posted on websites. Dr. Reed slash Rutter also claimed that he would willingly have his evidence tested at qualified laboratories and allow the results to be made public. The result of this is... He still hasn't done it. <laughs> and because of that, Sean Atlanty has dropped his support for this case. He is, however, willing to go back on his decision if the following conditions are met. 1. A complete background check, including employment, education, family and close friends. Applying for a job? 2. Proof that Susie actually existed. We don't have any proof that Susie existed. Like no photos or videos. Nope. 3. The address of the house he claimed to have lived in at the time of the case. 4. A complete testing of all his evidence and the results written up by the lab. 
Also, the address and telephone number of the lab so it can be verified. And five, an examination from a real doctor to examine the gunshot wound. (laughs) Also fair. A statement from Sean includes the following. I probably should have come to this conclusion a long time ago, but either due to my own proclivity to procrastinate, my fascination for the conspiracy side of the UFO subject matter, or the gullible side of myself, I have waited this long to make this decision. That's quite a reflective statement from Sean there. You've got to appreciate that, acknowledging that they might have effed up a little bit and taking ownership of it and admitting why. I can agree with that. Sean could have just turned his back on the case entirely and not mentioned it again. Pretended it never happened, but no, Sean has owned their potential mistake. It's quite an extensive list and it's hard to argue with most of them. I mean, it'd be good to know where the house was so it could be examined for any traces. Testing of the evidence in a lab is absolutely bang on. If he's saying that he's willing to do that, then why isn't he doing that? The allegedly not truthful doctor. (laughs) Nearly caught myself out there. (laughs) Gunshot wound. That's quite a big claim. Why would you even claim that if you're trying to convince people of a story? Unless you've legit got a bullet in you from some other... As I say, you might have one from another period of time. That's just such a bold claim to make without proof isn't it did not think that one through at all calling himself a doctor when he's not a doctor he is a doctor dr reed is a doctor yes i thought you said that background didn't back it up no his name wasn't reed oh so it's dr rutter came from the gutter rose to prominence but he is a doctor i think he was a doctor in sociology Something like that. Uh, okay, so... Because mm. you said they spoke about the past not being the same as what the doctor had said. I assumed that meant he wasn't a doctor. I oh, know, he's a doctor. But doctor was a doctor, just not of a subject that was perhaps relevant to this... Doctor of sociology, in fact. Was this a social experiment? That's an interesting concept. Maybe Dr. Rutter was... Does Dr. Rutter teach at a university? Not that I'm aware of. That we're There's aware of. There's nothing in the case files to say he was. I mean, this... Didn't mention anything about his job. Looking at alternatives, the two alternative theories I'm getting is that either it's a hoax to try and make money or that Dr. Rutter is conducting a social experiment looking at gullible people. <laughs> it, could be, it could be many number of things, couldn't it, to be fair? So Dr. Reed slash Rutter has come out and defended himself saying that yes, he did in fact create a fake identity and did so to protect his family and friends from the ridicule and harassment that generally accompanies those close to those that have had experiences. He also says that despite the claims and allegations against him, the encounter did happen. Questionable. So to summarise, we have the alien in the forest. The case about a man who, whilst walking his dog in the forest, came across not only an alien that attacked his dog, but also looked at him, so got a bop on the head before it could attack. A bop. He sits there for a while in shock, wondering what to do before he starts hearing a humming sound. Drawn to it, he gets up to go check it out. What he sees when he gets to the source is a black obelisk hovering off the ground. 
it was emitting some kind of barrier created from air pressure, but he manages to force his way through it and touches the object, shortly after the humming stops. Feeling exhausted, he makes his way back to the creature and wraps it in a thermal blanket before transporting it home. Once home, he puts it in the garage freezer and goes to sleep. The following day, he goes to check on it, but freaks out so calls a friend and they check together and are greeted by a bone-chilling scream. Turns out, he didn't com- he didn't kill it completely. Yet. He kills it again, or at least incapacitates it. Somehow, the Alphabet Boys get wind of what he has and white vans turn up outside his house. He'd already fought ahead and managed to stash some of the photos and videos at friend's house, both he and his friend are constantly followed by people and have their lives threatened. Reed goes off the grid for a few years and is shot in this time. When he comes out of hiding, he has a book and starts frequenting conventions and the like. Two people that knew him came forward and claimed that he isn't who he says he is and that Dr. Reed is a false identity. A UFO investigator that originally backed the story backtracks and demands the evidence that he brought forward is verified before he'll believe it again. And Dr. Reed combats the accusations against him by saying that he created the false identity to keep his family safe. So there you have it, Greybeard. I've given you plenty of cold, hard facts. I have brought you the truth. Now it's down to you to give the people what they want. Head cheese? If that's what they want. I don't like that you're pressuring me to give the people what they want. Because (laughs) you've not really given me much to give the... Hold on! Didn't you say at the start that you were going to give us a really credible case? Yes, I did. And I've done that. I've given you cold, hard facts. You've given me little. (laughs) You've given me a paper mache photo. I've given you lots. And... Some weird sound. That was bone chilling. How dare you maintain that this would be different? How very my bones go cold. Did you now? Yes. So cold. I can't remember what year you said this was, but I was the only thing I would say in this case's favour is that it involves quite an interesting description of the UFO craft itself. Although I suppose that might not necessarily be so credible but more a sign of the times in those sightings being more credible in this time period interesting that dr reed is protecting family that's honorable kind of honorable and trustworthy yes that's exactly where i was going that's a kind of honorable and trustworthy thing to do but that still doesn't convince me that no one else is coming out in support of this person i find myself leaning towards the two alternative explanations i gave earlier in that this is either a social experiment or this person was trying to grab their fame or money and it didn't really work out for them although it did because they've been going to ufo conventions so what you're saying is you are not going to give the people what they want i can't give the people what they want today i'm so very sorry but i'm not saying that this was aliens what a letdown probers I told you at the start, Probers, that I would bring you a credible case. Yeah, you I did. wasn't going to give you another case that's bullshit. 
I told you I can change. <laughs> but change takes time. Change doesn't happen overnight. It can take weeks, months, even years. So although I tried, I'm going to have to say that this case is absolute bullshit. This guy has spun such a yarn that I have no idea how people believed it in the first place. This thing tore his dog to shreds, but he bops it on the head and it's done. If it was moving at the speed he suggested, I can't see him getting a hit in. He also leaves the obelisk. I'm not saying he could have taken it with him, but he doesn't ever go back to check it or have proof. The alien itself looks like a paper mache model (laughs) and the screaming can be easily faked. I highly doubt he lived underground and got shot and then is able to freely move around and promote his book and so forth. If you haven't figured it out, definitively in my book, not aliens. So there you have it, Probers. This is not aliens. Now, you know where you can find us. We're on the Instagram at But It Was Aliens Podcast. We're on Facebook at But It Was Aliens, and our Facebook group is Extraterrestrial Towers. You can also find us on the Twitter at But It Was Aliens, and we also have a Patreon where we serve you up some fresh content. Fresh, non-extraterrestrial spookies. I was going to say non-alien bootay. Mystics. Cryptids and more mistakes <laughs> at but it was aliens at patreon.com. That is us for today. I have been Moonwalker, he has been Greybeard, and we are but it was aliens. Remember, the truth is up there. Up your sphincter. And relax, guy. <laughs> I can change. Hash tag. Such a little liar. Relax, guy. I can change.